Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jessica, the Communications Manager with Your BBB, and I'm excited to be here today with Justin Moodley. Justin is a marketing strategist at Lasanen, a digital agency located in Columbus. He founded the company just a few years ago after spending most of a decade working with startups, VCs, and agencies. Thanks for coming in today, Justin. Oh, thanks for having me, Jessica. I'm excited to chat about my experiences and hopefully add some value to the BBB listeners. So do you want to just give us a little bit more background about you and um, your company and let us know what kind of your experience is? Yeah, so I had a very unique and uh, interesting experience in that I moved to Columbus to go to Ohio State when I was 17 years old after you know growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. And about two and a half years into going to school, I realized that the path I was on to go to law school and become an attorney wasn't actually what I was passionate about. So I took the $500 I had in my account, dropped out of school, and started a company. And after uh, three years of running a company that was successful doing social media marketing, uh, event productions, and promotions, uh, I got discovered by a serial entrepreneur here in Columbus that ultimately gave me an opportunity to work at one of his startups. And lo and behold, in just a couple of years, we went out and raised half a million dollars of angel investment and were able to grow the team fairly rapidly. And it gave me an opportunity to meet several other startups that were part of uh, their portfolio and ultimately gave me an opportunity to hone in my skills on growth marketing. So after about a decade of working with startups in a venture capital firm, I took all of my knowledge from those years to consult at agencies until I then finally figured out how I was going to create my own enterprise. And that's what brought me three years ago to creating Lasanen. Great. Well, a new year's already here. And uh, we thought a great topic for our first episode of 2018 would be work-life balance. Um, we've known each other for a few years, and um, we have very similar family structures, little boys, little girls. Um, and we very much admire your ability to um, balance your family, your job, and all of you know, the extracurriculars and nonprofits that you work with. So we just wanted to kind of pick your brain about some of the work-life balance that you have going on. Um, but before we get into that, could you maybe explain and expand on what Lasanen does? Yes. So our core capability is developing digital strategies. So what we found is that it's easy to come up with a marketing package. For instance, we manage PPC or we manage SEO or we build websites. Mm -hmm. um, but often when businesses engage with different agencies or resources to do these things, um, the relationships aren't always healthy and positive. And a big reason for that is because there's a lack of alignment and planning on the front end. Mm -hmm. And where we find our strengths is in talking to those leadership teams and those owners from these businesses to figure out exactly what they want and how to scope it out because we have years of experience in writing requirements for agencies, for website developers, for graphic designers. 
So we really became an intermediate um, between people who are doing the button pushing and people who have these really beautiful missions that they're trying to see. Great. And it's an interesting name for your company. Is there something behind that? Yeah, so uh, Lasanin has its roots in ancient Samaria. So it's the area that we now call the Cradle of Civilization. And it comes from two words, Lasanin, separately, and it loosely translates to unrivaled. So as all this wonderful innovation was happening um, around 3100 BC, that was the word that they used to talk about their kingdom and their armies. Very interesting. I did not know that. Um, so did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I know you mentioned law school. I th think you said that you were down one path, but did you always have that kind of that entrepreneurial spirit about you? Yeah, I, I think I, I always had the itch. When I was 12 years old, a buddy and I used to run around our neighborhood and mow grasses, and we created flyers. His name was Jason, so we started J&J Mowing Company. Um, and we would just run around the neighborhood with two lawnmowers and mow grasses and shovel snow. and. Um, Serving the community was something that I liked doing, but we also liked being in control of our own business as opposed to working for someone else. Sure. Um, ultimately, the, the path that I took to entrepreneurship, the, the crux or the aha moment for doing that was around being at organizations and seeing their weaknesses. And you know, the big aha moment was being on a contract where I was spending 12 hours a day away from home and I had a three-month-old son at home. And as, as you know, at three months, uh, your child begins to develop and have a personality and to do things. Yep. And being away for 12 hours a day was unacceptable. I was getting home at 6, 6.30. He was going to bed at around 8 o'clock, so I was spending an hour and a half a day of quality time with him, and that was just unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So based on the way that agencies are traditionally formed, even if I went out and just started a traditional agency, I was five or six years away from being in a point where I could maintain that flexibility and spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. um, so we completely cultivated a new type of business that would allow me to do that. Fantastic. Okay, so we're gonna touch back on that I think a little bit later, but I wanna just kind of delve into the topic for this episode, and that's balancing life at home with life at work, um, which I think is something that everybody, both entrepreneurs and employees in traditional roles or companies, um, you know, s sometimes struggle with and always, I think, have in the front of their mind. So hopefully our conversation today can help um, our listeners set some goals or think about how they can manage their work and personal lives um, a little differently or interconnect those two a little more. So Justin, was there a certain way that you structured your business um, or some steps that you took to build in time for your family and for yourself? Yes, so our industry is always evolving. And what we noticed was that the incoming workforce and ultimately the younger generation of people that we were engaging with were more similar to myself in that I valued my personal time as much as I valued my professional development. Mm -hmm. And noticing this, ended up being the catalyst for trying to build something new and different. And granted, it, it took us six months to figure it out, um, but we wanted to expand outside of a traditional marketing agency that was reliant on just working more hours or charging more money in order to grow as an organization. Mm -hmm. So 
even though that's counterintuitive to a lot of people that you would create a marketing agency that didn't care about billable hours, it's ultimately the only way to give all of us an opportunity to really live life to its fullest. Mm -hmm. So what we realized is that there was an opportunity to subsidize our rate with organizations that traditionally wouldn't be able to afford our services or that we weren't a perfect fit for because of the level of analytics and the level of planning that we normally participate in. Mm -hmm. And we ended up becoming partners of theirs as opposed to a vendor in that we were subsidizing our rate drastically on the front end and we knew that if we met our projections um, that it was creating tangible revenue or tangible value for them so that we would scale our pricing based on success. And ultimately, doing things like that allowed us to create additional revenue, found revenue, um, that was completely separate from our billable hours. So our company became a hybrid of not just a marketing agency, but also a, a risk partner in a lot of the businesses that we traditionally serve. And I know it's cliche to say it was a win-win situation, but you know, we were able to unlock revenue that was really exciting. Mm -hmm they were able to access a resource that traditionally they wouldn't be able to engage with. That's great. And, you know, I think um, we were kind of chatting a little bit before, and, you know, in terms of work-life balance, I think there's always maybe, in a traditional sense, been, you know, when you're at work, you're at work, and then, you know, when you're at home, you're at home. But we were kind of talking about how, um, you know, that's not the way it is anymore, and a lot of people are working from home, or, you know, there's more that goes on with your family that you need to, you know, make pri make a priority. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you kind of balance that out and how you allow your employees to maybe balance that as well? Yeah, I would I would say the uh, the one thing that we always talk about is focus. Mm -hmm. So, as an organization, we only plan out about half of our work hours every week, and there's an expectation that when you're in the office or when you're working on a project, you're giving it 100% of your focus. Mm -hmm. And for myself, it's been beneficial to do the same thing when I'm with my family. Um, not letting my phone to be a distraction when emails are coming in um, because there's nothing that's coming through at five or six o'clock when I'm sitting down for dinner with my family that can't be answered by seven or eight o'clock when my kids are going to bed and my wife and I have had some time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So understanding that when you're participating in something to be fully there and to engage with as deeply as you can so that you're able to give the same amount of attention as something else later, mm -hmm. I think has been tremendously important. Um, for, for me, as, as an entrepreneur who's running a business, it's really easy to fall into the trap of grabbing your phone and seeing what's going on. Um, but I find both our partners as well as my family get a greater amount of value from me, which is enormously satisfying if I can give them more of my attention. That's great. And that's an interesting concept to only plan for half of the work hours in the week. Yeah. I that think a lot of people just kind of fill everything in and then, you know. It's easy to fill everything in and then become overwhelmed. And, you know, the, the trap that I, I feel I see a lot of colleagues and peers falling into is you overwhelm yourself and then you enter that negative feedback loop where you get stressed because there are things that you know you're gonna become stressed about. Mm -hmm. And it can quickly snowball into just a really bad situation when it comes to always being stressed as opposed to being more solutions oriented, experiencing a problem, and then just trying to tackle that on its own. Great. 
If there was, if for our listeners, if there was one takeaway or action step that listeners could implement right away, what would that be? What would you tell them to, to do? My tip would be to not let your personal time be your leftover time. I think especially um, in your 20s and 30s, it's easy to understand that your career trajectory goes in a certain way and that by nurturing that more, um, that you might be able to achieve more down the line. And when you make that realization, it's easy to make your own time and your own immediate happiness um, a secondary thought. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend not doing that. I would recommend participating in a healthy lifestyle so that today you're happy and today that you're not feeling a lot of stress. Um, the way that I'm able to accomplish that is by integrating everything that I do in my life in one place. And I do that, weirdly enough, through Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. So I find that a lot of tools that are made for productivity can also help you achieve balance. And it's a really weird thing thinking of taking all of your personal duties in your life and actually charting them out the way that you would do your business week. Mm -hmm. um, but when you think about it, the reason that we chart out our business week is so that we're not dropping the ball, so that things aren't falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And if you take that same intent with your personal time, whether it's budgeting time out for your friends, budgeting time out for your family, um, budgeting time out to just be alone and read a book, whatever that is that ultimately equals happiness for you, I think it's really important to schedule that in the same way that you would meetings and sales calls. Great. And this just, I just had a kind of another thought. <clears throat> um, Having been on kind of both sides of being, you know, maybe an employee in a more traditional role and then being, you know, the business leader in an entrepreneurial setting, do you, have you experienced or have you experienced with your, either a boss or an employee, um, you know, kind of them asserting themselves and saying, here's my expectation for, you know, my work life and my personal life. Have you ever had any experience with that? Or Well, I, we believe in servant leadership as, at our organization and... I think that as a group of leaders who are working with people who might be a little bit more entry level, and even interns and fellows at our organization, um, it's our duty to seek that out. Uh, unfortunately, the majority of the workforce in the world um, doesn't have the type of resources that we have in our organization or, or even the culture of open lines of communication. Mm -hmm. um, I've had to mention that to people when I've been the employee. Uh, and unfortunately, and I think traditionally, the response that you get is that people who are bosses and not leaders ultimately expect you to only concern yourself with what is good for the organization. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a certain amount of enlightenment and dialogue happening around people's happiness, driving them to be more productive contributors to your organization, mm -hmm. and how to encourage things like that. So um, we are proactive about doing that at our company, but that's not to say that is the norm. Mm -hmm. I would think that if you're in an opportunity where you have that open line of dialogue with the people from your organization who can help you cultivate change, that you can have that discussion and that if ultimately they're unreceptive, that might tell you a little bit about the company that you work for and ultimately how they value you and, and, and what kind of path forward that you could have to ultimately achieving that happiness. And that's an inter interesting concept, the boss versus the leader. 
um, that you mentioned, you know, kind of. Yeah, and we've uh, we found that several times. Um, personally, I've, I've had that in that, you know, organizations that I've been, um, you know, privy to information on how much value I could add, mm -hmm. but still having people who aren't able to to lock out of a certain type of management style or expecting that certain things are important when they're they're really not part of the larger goal. They're not helping us get to where we need to be as an organization. Um, I, it's very clear. You know when you have a leader at your organization, you know when you have a boss. And if you've ever rolled your eyes because your boss told you something that you knew deep down inside wasn't helping driving the company forward in a meaningful way, unfortunately, you probably have a boss. <laughs> And I think, you know, a lot of people probably do have that, unfortunately. Yeah, but. they do. And I would say open up lines of communication. It's better to create conflict and figure out a clear path forward now. Um, the last thing that you want to do is be in a position that makes you unhappy for an extended amount of time. If you want change, do what you have to do immediately to try to cultivate that change. Um, do you see a shift at all in Central Ohio in terms of, you know, people focusing more on the work-life balance? Yes, completely. I, because we have a group of really smart, really well-prepared students coming out of Ohio State mm -hmm. all the time, uh, and we have a very vibrant startup community, uh, there are several new emerging businesses that are being led by people who are breaking out of old habits. And at the same time, people who have innovated long before today, um, organizations like Relay that focus specifically on servant leadership right. are now providing training and guidance to people here in town who are currently leaders who are looking to evolve their skill set and capabilities. Mm -hmm. So we're tremendously, tremendously uh, lucky in that we're in a community that is nurturing a better way to do business. Mm -hmm. And I think we're proof that it hasn't been distracting the bottom line. We're still nurturing this wonderful growth while becoming a little bit more open-minded about how we run our organizations. Um, Justin, is there any perspective or advice that you've received that you would pass on to someone in terms of um, kind of implementing work-life balance and some resources to do that um, and, you know, kind of any management tools? Uh, yeah, so I recently had a conversation um, with David Butler who runs work-life consulting here in town and he explained some perspective to me around how historically as hunter-gatherers uh, we were integrating our family and our career. Up until the industrial era it was considered normal to integrate your work in your life and then because you couldn't have these giant machines in your house mm -hmm. uh, there was this immediate separation. And we're finding that people who are happier have found healthier ways today to integrate their work-life balance. Um, and ultimately, understanding how to integrate those things without them being distractions or, or negative moments, I think, is very important. Um, you know, David and his wife run an amazing company, and they help both companies implement this type of thought leadership, as well as people who might just be looking for career shifts. Great. Yeah, I think you you know you, we've mentioned relay and um, you know that resource. It seems like there's a lot out there 
to help with this. Um, yes, you know. there's there's tons of thought leadership. If you if you take the time to search through and even look through Amazon for different books that might help you achieve that. Um, mm -hmm. There are people who have been down the road before of being unhappy with what they were doing and not being able to achieve it. Just to understand that perspective might encourage you to, to change the habits in your life and be a little happier. Great. Well, Justin, I wanna thank you very much. This has been great information. Um, we appreciate you coming in and loved having you here. Wonderful, thank you for having me. Listeners, you can find out more about Lasannon by visiting lasannon.com and following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB Sparkcast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. We look forward to you joining us next time.